When the bat hits the ball and flies over the wall, that's, that's an If you throw a bell tie, you're going to watch that ball fly, that's, that's an Next year, he played with a new team. Oh boy, that's a my dream. That's Sinola. He ain't a no side young when he pitched like a dung. That's Sinola. He likes to eat gumbo, but he pitches like tumbo. That's Sinola. 20 mil you won't get. I hope you are a Met. That's an If the inning is four, you know the other team's gonna score. That's an what is up, everyone? Welcome to episode nine. Hope you liked uh, our special song. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> I was going to like Dean Martin. I, you know, and then I heard his voice singing that Amore, and I thought, wow, like, what a great voice. And then I found out he liked to drink. Um, I know he's passed away, but I have to think if Dean was alive, he'd hate Nola, too. Um, getting into it, uh, we're going to talk about a recap. Uh, starting off, so we're going to look into the Jays, uh, you know, the previous series since our last show. Uh, we're going to look ahead um, to the Nats and Giants. We're going to have uh, John do our minor leaguer of the week. Um, and then we're going to have some extra segments where we're kind of talking about our favorite Philly of all time, uh, our, our three guys' personal uh, favorite of all time. Um, and then we're going to have another special segment since there's three of us off. So, to start off the recap, I'm going to ask uh, Dugan, what do you got? Well, all I can say is thank God they won last night because it was looking real ugly. Um, you know, we did our last episode uh, Saturday morning before they had the last two games against Minnesota. And after that uh, explosion on Friday night where they, they put up 13 runs and we're all feeling good about ourselves, you know, Saturday morning talking about, hey, let's go win the next two against Minnesota, go in and hopefully get one or two in Toronto. And we're setting ourselves up pretty nice. And they come out and they, they completely lay an egg in the next two games, next three, uh, including the first one in Toronto. Uh, I was just looking at some quick numbers over the last four games. I mean, Schwarber, 0 for 15 in the last four, including last night, you know, winning that game. Boom, 2 for 17. Uh, Stott, 2 for 14. Romuto, two for 11. Uh, the hottest hitter on the team over the last four games has been Jake Cave. Uh, he was a five for 12 at a 417 clip, uh, followed by Turner, who was five for 14. And the other the other crazy thing is, is the, the, the strikeouts, the staggering amount of strikeouts. I mean, the last four games, Schwarber struck out over 50% of his at-bats. Uh, Harper and Castellanos, 35 and 40%. Romuto, 45%. Um, you know, we saw last night when Stott, you know, put that ball in play, how just putting the ball in play can change a game. The third baseman makes a low throw, 
we take the lead with a two-run error, and and, and we we go on to win that game. Um, so these guys really got to get back to just the fundamentals of putting the ball in play. Anything can happen when you hit the ball. You can't keep striking out because the defense doesn't even need to be on the field at that point if you're going to strike out at this at this rate. Yeah. And then last night, you know, I mean, this is like the fourth start in a row now. Nola hasn't gotten out of the fifth inning. He's up 90, 100 pitches in the fifth inning. Um, what's crazy is he's kind of a check on hide even within the game. He'll get six, seven strikeouts in those five innings. But then there's other times where he doesn't seem like he has a, a pitch that can put somebody away, and they'll foul off four or five pitches. Um, and to, to add on to his problem last night, was it walks, which for him is uncommon, but he had four walks last night. Um, and, and the shutdown inning continues to be a major problem for the Phillies pitching staff. We score, we give it right back. Uh, so luckily last night, the offense out hit some pretty bad pitching on Nola's part. But then the bullpen came in strong with two strong, Kimbrell and, and Soto with one each. Um, but the key to this Phillies team is the bats. When they hit, they win. The pitching's good enough to keep them in games and the hitting, the hitting needs to, uh, to do their part, which they hadn't done in the previous three. What do you got, John? Yeah, uh, I agree with you. With, with Nola, I mean, uh, I'm not going to just center on Nola. I think with a few of the guys, I don't think a few of the guys have, well, maybe a couple of the guys don't have that knockout pitch, that one little sinister thing they could just throw out there and get a guy out real fast, like, a, you know, a uh, with as minimal pitches as possible in an inning, or even in the at bat, per se. Like Nola Wheeler, Wheeler's throwing a lot of pitches too. Like he's getting up there. Like when, when you get like in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, he's he's hitting like seventy something pitches, eighty pitches. He's That's getting crazy. deeper though. He's getting deeper to Nola. He start. Yeah, but, I, mean, I think Walk, Walker had Walker had a similar issue in his last start too, where he. He had six walks or something like that. Like, right? You just, you just can't have it, you know. Yeah, they, they, these guys got to start getting these batters out, and they got to last long because you cannot burn that bullpen out. Like as as we go down the stretch run, but um, it, it was tough. Uh, Lopez, Lopez, and Son, Sonny Gray pitched well. I thought we were going to be able to hit Sonny Gray, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I was more worried about Harper's back, but he just slapped a couple home runs. So I, I guess I'm not worried no more. And, and as long as he could stay healthy, that's great. Um, with the Jays, uh, fuck Joe Carter, of course. But, yeah, like you said, uh, if we didn't win last night, it was going to look bad. It was going to look real ugly. And, uh, like, the other night, it was kind of a pitcher's duel for a while. Uh, you know, we were Kikuchi. Like, we were pitched a pretty decent, pretty good game. I can't complain. But uh, Nola, I mean, can the guy – I mean, I'm, I know people are tired of hearing about him, but can the guy keep the ball in the park? Like, <laughs> it was so bad last night they turned the screen off on him. <laughs> Please stand by. Meatball. <laughs> but, I mean, going into last – I mean, he's 10-8, and 8, 458 ERA, 27 home runs given up. He's projected for 36. Like most in the most in the whole league, not even just the National League. Like he's my one worry. I'm kind of worried about Walker sometimes, but uh, I think he he's a battler. He battles through through his games. I'd like to see a Ranger pick it up, but I mean, like you said, the uh, the pitching's good enough, but the the bats got to um, play some small ball, 
Make contact. Stop that Kevin Law school Kevin Long launch angle bullshit. Stop swinging for defenses. Just make contact, and anything can happen. Like you were saying, what do you got, Chris? Um, you know, it's the tale of two teams. Uh, the bookends of the last five games. It's a good one where we're up thirteen. You know, we get thirteen, and then you know the offense comes alive here. Then in between, like it's the doldrums of like, are we a playoff team? You know, there's that question. Those those three losses in between, you're like, here here we go again. Um, is it going to be one of those things? Um, the thing that stands out to me of the last couple games are, you know, Harper, maybe his stroke's coming back. Maybe that power's coming back. It was nice to see, you know, home runs over the last little bit, two in a game. Um, he hasn't done that forever. Uh you know, Nola is just maddening. It's it's really disgusting that he gets the win and Wheeler gets a loss. And, you know, it, it, I know it's baseball. Yeah. Um, but, shoot, like, Wheeler pitched an incredible game. Um, Nola pitched a terrible game. Um, I, I was looking at some Nola stats, and, you know, last year he was fourth in Cy Young. I have no fucking idea how this happens. Like, that's not how good he was because he was 11 and 13. He was decent. But, like, fourth at 11 and 13, it's, it's unheard of. Nola it's, has it's not those been... numbers. It's, it's the, the way they look at the numbers. Like, you can skew statistics, you know, to make them say anything you want. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what the Nola defenders always go back to is that, look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. He's first in this and third in that and fifth in that. To me, it's the eye test. Like, what does this guy bring? And, you know, big game after big game, he, he comes up small. And, you know, even games that you think he's going to dominate. His last couple starts, Pittsburgh puts up five on him. The Nationals put up, you know, five on him. It, it, it You know, even teams that he used to dominate, he's not doing it anymore. I, I just don't get it, you know. Nola has not been elite since 2018. Look yeah. at it any way you want. Um, and, you know, here's some stats from his last couple games. Five innings pitched, four earned runs. Five innings pitched, one earned run. Five innings pitched, five earned runs. 4.2, five earned runs. Seven innings, three runs. Like, it's just not good enough. And this guy, like, he's – there's no way that I would pitch this guy in the playoffs because we're going to be in the wild card. It's – that's what's happening if, you know, we get in. I'm not pitching him one of those first three games. If it gets to the fourth, then, like, yeah, you got to do whatever you got to do. But, like, he lacks an out pitch. And I don't know what happens. But if you recall when Nola was good, he would throw to a left-hander that kind of Greg, Greg Maddox tailing in fastball. He's abandoned his fastball. He's thrown his curveball, like, 42% of the time. Um and his fastball, like, you know he's not going to throw it. And then when he does, it's over the center of the plate. Like, I think he lack, lacks confidence. I think in some ways he's a mental midget. Um, I, I, I'm i tired of the excuses of pitch clock and all that. Like, we're three quarters of the way in the season. Like, yeah. figure it the fuck out, man. Um, the, team's, the, the team as a whole is, is, you know, bipolar of sorts, but – I don't even want to say that because like bipolar, like you, you can't control that. You know, you kind of were born with that. This team just refuses to play baseball at times. Right. Um, putting the bat on the ball, like bases loaded JT Romito up. You're fucked. You know, you're fucked because this dude will not put the ball in play. They do not change. Or their hit approach. To a double play. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it, exactly. So it, it's it's really maddening. Um, you know, that being said, you know, they won two of five. They're six and four in their last ten. Um, they're still in the first place in the wild card, which means something. Um, well, let's let's look ahead. So we have uh, the Nats coming up and we have the Giants. So, John, what are you looking forward to? What do you think we should look out for in these upcoming series? I haven't gotten a chance to get the get the um, the pitchers that are probably I usually look at the probable pitchers. But I mean, this I'm not going to say it's a must sweep, but we should sweep these guys. Like, I don't I don't want <laughs> I don't want to see a split. I don't even want three. We should just totally steamroll the Nationals. I don't know why we have a problem doing that. We always lose the, that one funky, goofy, wonky game against them. But, I mean, and screw Joey Manessas. I hate that dude. <laughs> uh, he always gives us fits. But, I mean, we should be able to, we should be able to put the ball in play and uh, win, game, win ga- all four games. I mean, I'll take three, obviously. We got to keep winning series on down the stretch. But, I mean, we should. I should say I should quote that should sweep them. Um, is, it four, is it a four game or a three game series? I thought it, I, I thought it was four, only three. Right? I thought it was only three. It's uh, three, right? Because we're playing Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, three game. Okay, I thought I heard Monday was that. Uh, when's that? When's the um, game at Williamsport? Sunday. Sunday night. Okay, for no. some reason I thought I heard Monday. Okay, well I'll take all three then. My mistake, but um. Yeah. Like obviously, I'll take two, but they should win all three. Um, actually, looking forward, uh, I put the uh, volume on mute with for the ESPN Little League game because I hate Carl Ravitch and them horrible crew. So I'll listen to Fransky. Uh, but uh, the Giants, uh, I, I'm from. I read a little bit on the Twitter earlier. Little trouble in paradise. Uh, Gabe was like. Gabe is uh, under pressure from ownership or something. So I guess, you know, uh, the pressure's on for him to win this year for some. Uh, but I think we should squash that. They're right. How many games are they been behind us? Like three? Is it three? Two. I think? Two. Two. Yeah, okay. two. Like they're right on our heels. And uh, I hate tan dick just like you guys. So I would like really like to shove it to them when they come in here. I don't know who they have pitching against us, but um, this is. We're home a lot of these games down the stretch. We gotta have that home. I know a lot of people say home field doesn't matter, but we got our fans behind our back. As long as you got that crowd roaring, like I don't care. Like my mentality is like you can't beat us in our house, and that's the way we gotta play. Like not just these coming up, these series coming up, but down the stretch the whole way. So um, I'm hoping to at least snag a couple off them. What do you got, Chris? Um, so, you know, the nationals are terrible. It's a sweep or nothing. Uh, and and looking at the giants, the giants are a joke. Uh, they're smoke and mirrors. Kapler kind of fades in the second half. He did it last year. He did it with us. I I don't know what it is. Uh, hitting's terrible. Their pitching is decent. Um, but uh, you, you, you cannot give up ground on them. So you want to gain ground. You have to win two out of three. Um, from those guys um, as well. Uh, I think there's a couple things that are interesting that I wanted to bring up um, about the upcoming series. So Lorenzen pitched the no-hitter against the Nationals. His very next game, he's playing the Nationals. So I I don't (laughs) – that's rare to happen. 
Right. Um, one of the other unique things where, you know, the last time a Phillies pitcher pitched a no-hitter uh, in a non-playoff game, you know, the Cole Hamels, he was traded eight days, you know, or, or two days later. And then eight days after Lorenzen comes here, he pitches um, a no-hitter. And it was the first non-playoff no-hitter at Citizens Bank Park, which is crazy to think that there was two playoff no-hitters already um, and, and no regular season um, ones. Uh, I really think that Walker is going to be a problem. Um, if you look at his second half, he's always bad. He's just always bad. Um I really worry about him. So then, you know, what do you look at? And I'm looking at, you know, Wheeler, Ranger, possibly Lorenzen, you know, kind of three man going into a playoff because I just don't trust Walker at this point. He hasn't looked good in a month. Um, and hopefully these days off help, but the walks are really concerning um, him and, and him and uh, Nola. Nola generally will not walk. He'll throw an 0-2 pitch over the plate, um, a 3-2 like cookie right down the middle to avoid walks. Um, but, you know, I, I'm looking for five wins here, and, and nothing less than that is acceptable. You have to sweep the Nets. You just have to. They don't give a shit about the game anymore. There's like a bunch of young kids. The Giants do, but, you know, you have to get up for games like that. Um I think they have to play smarter. They have to consider like, and, and this is a crazy idea, but like, you know, change your approach when there's runner on base. If you're doing so terrible with runners on base, the pitchers aren't all of a sudden getting better when the bases are loaded. The Phillies are just getting worse when the bases are loaded and trying to do things that they shouldn't be trying to do, which is I'm guessing hit a home run each time. Uh, it's almost, it's almost seeing... like, uh, it's almost like rather than the pressure being on the pitcher, our hitters are putting the pressure on themselves to do something, you know, hit that, hit a grand slam or hit a double. Right. Yeah. Squeezing the bat. Fly, just you know, like the pressure. Hit it the, the other pitcher, way, you know, whatever. It's on the pitcher in that situation. You got to let the pitcher, he's already in trouble, you know, make it worse on him. You know, don't make it yeah. easy on him by swinging out of your ass, you know, and, and trying to hit the ball 900 feet when a single will get you two runs, you know? And look for a pitch. Like, I don't see that. I mean, it's tough to know if they are. Like, I don't know. If the bases are loaded or second and third, I'm going up there with an idea of what I'm expecting from this guy. And I'm looking for my pitch. Not like swinging at the first pitch because it's theirs and you're just anxious. But, you know, again, I think five wins. So, uh, Chris, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I just think the law of averages and the fact that We've seen this Phillies team with, with you know, they, they throw out a clunker every once in a while. So I can't say that any assurity they're going to go in and sweep the Nationals. Um, and like John pointed out, we always seem to lose a game to them that we, we shouldn't lose. Um, Phillies are lined up with Lorenzo and Sanchez and Suarez for that series. I hadn't seen the Nationals. They were all TBD um, last time I checked. So, I, I, you know, right now, you know, we just, just beat them at home three out of four, you know, last week. Uh, six and four on the season against them. Pretty typical with the way we play the Nationals. It's always kind of right around 500, a game or two over 500. So I think I'll take two out of three in that series against the Nationals just because that just seems to be what always happens. Um, the Giants, I mean, I went back and looked back how we played the Giants the past couple of years, and we have not been good against the Giants. 2021, two and four. 2022, one and five. 
this year at what took on our West Coast trip went 0 and three against against the Giants earlier this year. Um, I agree with you, Chris. I looked at their hitting, the batting average. They only have like three guys that qualify for for the batting, you know, in in the batting race. I mean, they don't yep. they don't have anybody that uh, really scares you on that team offensively. Couple pitchers, Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, maybe the only two guys in their rotation that are really, you know, top line starters. But even that nine to nine, six and four, they're not out there blowing people away. Um, and Cobb's gotten destroyed in this last couple games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't been good. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, it, 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 it's it's probably with two out of three again against them. So I'm thinking if they can win four of the six uh, over this next little stretch here, I'll, I'd be happy with that create some distance between you and the giants. You know, obviously if you're, if you're in Phillies, you want that number one wild card spot. So you're at home um, come playoff time, which is, we saw last year, what a huge advantage that was uh, for the Phillies, um, at least until the world series. Um, but, you know, you, we want to just keep, keep pace and stay ahead of the giants and take two out of three there. Yep. All right. So let's, uh, before we go to the next segment, we'll go to some comments here. So, Maura, thank you. Best cover ever. I mean, uh, I, I appreciate that. Drunk, drunk Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Amaro would fit, too. Yeah, that's Amaro. Well, maybe that's another one. So, Dave, if you have some lyrics, you uh, if you want to send them our way, uh, we'll, we'll kind of try to add that. Uh, Alex, bravo. This is amazing. Uh, it feels good to, like, have a few people say it's you know, fun or because, you know, it's worrisome, you know, I can't sing and you're singing on a show that millions and millions of people are singing. Millions. Uh, better than the practice round, gentlemen. Had to listen from State College. Have a great show. Mike, good luck with uh, moving your daughter in. Uh, Mike wasn't able to be on today, but I appreciate you listening in and that uh, words of encouragement. Uh, so we have Mike. Seems like Nola shakes off JT way too much. Dugan, do you see that? In, in his last start, uh, last night, I did see it quite a few times that he was shaking them off. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of – it's funny because it comes on the heels of Lorenzen praising JT after his first two starts and the guy threw a no-hitter. So Never I, I shaking them off. I, I don't know. I would just say whatever JT punches in that little <laughs> pitch com, you, you, you just throw it, you know, whether, yeah. whether you want to or not. I would trust JT at this point. Is there a chance that JT's telling the pitcher it batters what's coming, you know, kind of like Crash Davis? <laughs> Crash Davis, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he needs to because Nola's throwing like 88-mile-per-hour fastballs down the middle. So, uh, uh, all right, so moving on. So, Lindsay, uh, Nola gave up on the Phillies when he decided he's not interested in staying after this season. Yeah, I mean, that's possible, right? And we've given up on him. I don't, I, I know that there's a lot of like pro Nola people. Oh, he throws a lot of innings. I, I don't give a shit. I'd rather have someone throw quality innings uh, and look like he gives a shit. Nola just looks like he doesn't. And I hope that he actually makes less money than what the Phillies offered. My hope is the Phillies give a qualifying offer so they get whatever the benefit is of that. Then he signs somewhere else. Um, I don't want him here anymore. I'm done with him. Uh, Tasha, empty? Oh, wait, here we go. So, Tasha, Rodolfo is so much worse than JT. Uh, I have no idea why Rodolfo's on this team. Uh, I didn't know why Harrison was on this team. I'd rather have a younger guy like Clemens. 
who has some possibilities and flexibility. Uh, yeah. Castro, I'm just not a fan of. Um, all right, we'll go to two more here. Jersey Rich didn't know about this. I'll be tuning in. Um, and Mike Walkie, double no-no. A little Johnny Vandermeer back-to-back? I mean, that would be absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I just hope we win, you know, honestly. I'm so, booing him we'll, if he gives up a hit, though. I'm going to boo him if he gives up a hit. Yeah. <laughs> None of this uh, standing ovations uh, nonsense. So, all right. So we're going to go into the Phil's Make Me Drink segments. Uh, John, lead us off. What do you got? Uh, inconsistency. Uh, like with, can we all, can we put it all together in one game? One time, the bats will be going, but the pitching's down, like the starting pitching, or it'll be the bullpen's on fire. The bullpen's ke- like keeping us in it, but we can't get any hits from the bats. It's like, or the lineup's jacked up. Like, can we just put all four elements together and have like consistently? I know you're not going to get it every game, but I'm just tired of like the up and down. Like, you'll see the bats on fire. It'll be like 13 to 2 one night. And then the next night, they'll get like one run. <laughs> like, a, you know, off a bunt or like not not even a bunt because you rarely see that, but just something silly, like a sacrifice. You know what I mean? A sacrifice or something. Like, so what do you what do you think, John? The, is the nine runs the other night, does that put us in that not scoring the next couple of games? Or is that not high enough to, do we leave some on the table, you know? No, not 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 yesterday. I'm just talking about over. No, no, I'm, say, no I'm saying like uh, their tendency to score a lot and then not score after that. Right? Is that it's is nine really, run? Where where's the line at? Is it ten and above or nine and above? Yeah, is nine that number where now we got to worry about them not scoring the next couple games? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's crazy. Like we're either here or here. We're never that may be like four runs. Run. I don't even know if it's nine. Like I think it's four, and they're like, yeah, we're done for. A we shot our then, load. Yeah. If Noah's pitching, you need like 10 in the first inning. <laughs> then they might come back and get 11. Who knows? But, yeah, it's just the inconsistency. Like, I'd like to see them just put it all together down the stretch. Like, that's this is when we really need it right now. Just put it all together. I know you're not going to get it all together every single night, but just do do the best you can. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're coming into, like, the stretch run here. This is crunch time. That's, that's, that's what's been bothering the shit out of me lately, just up and down. What do you got, Dugan? Well, before I get started, let me just show off my shirt to everybody. I thank my wife for the wet banded shirt. You know, Thanks. I think it's a great cool. shirt. Um, I love it. I appreciate it uh, from her. Nice gift. Um, mine's not going to be about the Phillies. It's going to be about umpires and how terrible umpiring has been this season. And I think one of the biggest things that frustrates me is why are there so many replacement umpires? Why are these guys, these, these full-time umpires, getting so much vacation time during the season? Like, you know, we had, you know, a pretty pivotal game the other night against Minnesota decided by a replacement umpire calling a pitch, a strike, three on Alec Bone with the bases loaded. That was a foot inside. It was nowhere near the plate. We've seen it at first base with the replacement umpire calling Castellanos out. The ball wasn't even... 10 feet, it was still 10 feet away from the first baseman. Um, and one of the interesting things when I was out in Seattle, uh, we went to the Futures game. And during that game, they had a challenge system 
in place for the hitter and the pitcher. And I don't know what the rules were. If it was one at time and at bat, you could use it. But literally, like that pitched to Bohm. If if Bohm was sure it wasn't a strike, if he tapped himself on the helmet, that initiated the, the replay. And it was literally on the scoreboard the exact same thing that they show you on the TV screen, the box, where the pitch went, whether it was a ball or a strike. And it happened a couple times while we were there during that game. The pitcher challenged one, a hitter challenged one. And I think they might have to, you know, unless they're going to go to this robot robo thing, um, that might not be a bad idea to, to put some sort of batter or pitcher replay feature into the game, maybe on like pitches that are either strike three or ball four, you know, you can't do it for the first pitch of an at bat. Right. Um, and there has to be some sort of uh, limit on the amount of times you can do it. But I think it would be, it would work. I mean, that changed the course of that game the other night, you know, bone walks were down by a run and you got Harper coming up with the bases loaded, you know, against a relief pitcher that he faced the night before. Who knows? The Phillies may come back. He might hit a double in the gap and we win that game. Um, but the, the missed calls all over the field. I mean, I know there's replay, but it, it's just, it's just getting frustrating. There's no replay on balls and strikes. And, and that's where the game can be won or lost in a lot of situations. Um, and these guys have just been absolutely brutal. So I'd love to see MLB, you know, if you really want to improve the game, uh, you know, put in some sort of replay for the hitters and the pitchers to to get those calls right. That's what I got this week. Yeah, Chris, that's a great point. Like, I was looking at the umpire last night, and he, believe it or not, like, and I agree that they're normally terrible, he almost had a perfect game. Yeah. Like, he only called two balls that were a strike or strikes that were balls, like – and I was surprised at that. So, like, that brings up a point. We have the metrics on these guys. So, I don't think there should be this rotation. Like, oh, you go from home to first to next game. And, it, and like, if you're a replacement, if you're there as a replacement umpire, you shouldn't get the plate. You know, like, why no are you putting these guys way. at the plate? You know? Right. Put them at third base or, like, whatever the, you yeah. know, like, there's not many calls there. Put them at third. Or I like guess the, third the, is, like, right field let, in Little League. Don't let the full-time umpires take vacation after the All-Star break when the games really, you know, mean something. I mean, Christ, they get to go down to Florida or Arizona for two months before the season even starts, you know? What yeah. vacation yeah. do they need, you know? Yeah. Shit, they're flying to L.A., Florida, all during the season. What the hell do they need vacation for? Um, but, yeah, it, it's just frustrating that some of these games are coming down to, you know, replacement umpires. They're not even major league umpires. It really frustrates me. Yeah. My fills make me drink is like the cameraman. What the fuck was going on? Like, <laughs> what are we doing with that? Like, seriously, I ha I'm like, you know, six to eight beers deep. So I'm like fucking worried that it's like my fucking vision. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like shit, like maybe I, maybe I should need to settle down. You know, my wife's saying like, Hey, you know, maybe not having, you know, 10 on a Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, All right. Nine. Okay. Like, is that good? But then I start seeing, you know, this camera and this production value, and I'm just like, man, that was terrible. Uh, I still haven't seen Harper's hit. Yeah, I get the, it together. I saw man. the guy field the ball. You know, that was it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, they're like panning up like this, and then down. It was just a fucking disaster. Like, I don't know. I feel like the production value went down, and I don't. Is there still like problems? Like, are, are some of the Phillies real cameraman they can't go into Canada because of you know? legal troubles i don't know like every time they go to canada it's like 
fucking Ben Davis has to go up and we got to listen to that fucking numbskull. Um, and the camera dudes are just like, I don't know, what, what are they doing? Like, I, I know that, uh, you know, Canada's a fun place for some people. Uh, and maybe that, you know, Molson Canadian or Molson Ice, they had too many, but get your shit together, uh, Comcast, NBC, Sports, Philadelphia, whatever the fuck your name is. Um, that That's that's kind of what uh, burns me up. Uh, uh, we're going to go to uh, some more comments, and then we'll go to in our next segment. So we left off with uh, our boy Wok. Uh, so Josh, uh, Nola can make any team look like nine guys in the running for a silver slugger. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Um, Jake agrees with the issue with Walker. Like he just fades down the tail end and hopefully this six man and giving him some rest uh, gives him some type of mojo, but I, I, I don't know. Um, Nancy liked the crash Davis. Uh, <laughs> and should we give Nola a standing? Oh, so, you know, Dugan, I'm going to let you take this one. I, I, I'm not touching this. No, no <laughs> fucking way. I mean, I, I think like, you know, the Trey Turner thing that was kind of organic and you, you saw, you saw that Trey Turner gives a shit and that he's trying to work his way out of the funk. You, Noah, Noah's got the same droopy dog expression, whether he's pitching, uh, you know, a perfect game or he's giving up five home runs. He just, he doesn't, he just doesn't have that fire where I don't think a standing ovation would do anything to Nola. I, I don't think it would it would raise his spirits or make him perform any better. I think he's just he is what he is. Um, Turner was a guy that obviously it had a positive effect on, but uh, nah, Nola Nola needs to get booed every time that he he screws up, and he needs to know that you know we expect more from him and we need more from him, especially you know I mean he's been our opening day starter what six straight years now. I mean the Phillies treat him like a number one, you know pitch like a number one um yep. you know you mentioned earlier chris about uh he, he eats a lot of innings you say that about number five starters you don't say that about number one starters exactly. and and that's that's where we're at with this guy and, and it's you know that's his it, positive it, yeah 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 he that's eats it a lot of innings. yep yeah yep. That's no it. standing o <laughs> uh so sig there's no reason schwerber should see the field if someone else needs to dh then schwerby rides the pine and he just looks clueless at the bat. We're getting there. I mean, I'm there. Yeah. I, Schwerber never sees the fields. Honestly, like, I don't know if it's possible. I was looking up some stats on him on batting average for balls in play. Bat bip, whatever the fuck that nonsense is. I guess it's meaningful. So three years ago, he was 306. So if he actually hits the ball, it's 306. Last year, if he actually hits it, it's 250. This year, 196. So even when he contacts it, he's 196. I was then looking at all of the National League uh, guys who are the leadoff hitters. You know, because, oh, he, he still hits home runs and he gets walks. He's last. He's last in on-base percentage. He's fucking last out of all of them. Clogs up the bases, doesn't get on enough. Fucking Lars Newtbar is, you know, better than him. Like, whoever... Uh, the uh, Nationals put out there is the one. It's getting on base more than Schwarber. It's a fucking disgrace at this what, point. And what's crazy He's, about Schwarber is I thought he was a guy that was going to benefit the most from the shift being banned. Same. Like, I thought he that hole would be open for him. 
and we'd see him be in the 235, right. 240 range as a hitter this year. Um, just because those balls that, you know, the second baseman was fielding in short right field the last couple of years, you know, he can't do that anymore. And, exactly. and, and he just, he just has had, he doesn't put the ball in play enough. And obviously when he does, it, it's a lot of pop-ups. He pops the ball up or fly ball, hits the ball in the air way too much. Not enough line drives, not enough, you know, when he makes hard contact, it goes over the fence, you know, which is great, but he doesn't do it enough. You know, and it's a shame. It's a shame because he, 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 he drives it, you know, he hits home runs. You know, you just wish that he had a more well-rounded offensive game. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, before we go to the next one, we'll, like, Schwarber breaking the K record. It, I was thinking back to, like, when I was younger, and, like, I remember Rob Deere being, like, the guy. Like, he would just strike out so much. And, like, Rob Deere, Rob Deere like, Schwarber makes Rob Deere look like fucking Tony Gwynn or Ted Williams. <laughs> Like in comparison, it's crazy. Mark Reynolds has 225. I think Schwerber is on pace to strike out 1.4 times a game. And I did the multiplication and he's probably going to be at 215. But yo, this dude's been trending on three. So like, I don't think 225 is out of the question. Um, I, I just think it's, you know, I, I don't understand how a guy who doesn't put the ball in play isn't fast is your number one hitter. I think whoever is making that call is a fucking idiot. And it's time for him to be moved down. I really don't care who is number one because you have a lot of good candidates. And I know you're going to be moving things around. But Schwarber has to be seventh, sixth at best. Anything else is, is completely unacceptable to me. Um, what do you guys think of like where Schwarber should be in the lineup? Ideally, if you know in it at all. I think uh, I think you're right about I I keep begging for them to drop him at least a fifth, at least like fifth in that fifth, sixth, seventh range, and like you said, there's plenty of candidates. I would love to see them try start at the lead off again. I mean, see how that works. I've been toying around in my head with like a start and boom, like one two punch maybe. I don't know, but he's Schwarber just drives me nuts, and he does clock the bases. People are like, he draws walks. Well, he needs to draw a fucking bath and take the night off. Because, like, he gets on base and, like, he can't run for shit. So, if if it's a crucial moment, you're going to have to get a, a pinch runner for him. And, uh, yeah. and like Duke had said, all those all those liners that were getting caught this year, you're not seeing them in drive the ball into them gaps this year with the shift, yeah. with the shift remove. And it's a shame because, like, last year, you're like, wow, look at that. That's a blazing liner caught caught like snagged out of nowhere but uh yep. yeah, he's definitely got to get out of that first uh, that that first uh leadoff spot Dugan, where do you think he should be yeah i mean I, I i put out a lineup on the page the other day with turner leading off and i had schwarber down around seven um i liked i like leaving stott five just because he he's a bat the ball guy um uh, which is going to it's conducive to driving in runs um, he's not a big strikeout guy and Stott's not a big walk guy, which is why I don't, I don't really like him in the leadoff spot. Um, I like Turner up there with his speed. Um, and I think Schwerber batting seventh is kind of the right spot for him. You know, you, you go Stott five, JT six, Schwerber, little left, right, left in the, in the, you know, middle of that line up there. Um, and I think it might give him more opportunities to drive in runs too, with guys in front of him on base. Um, but 
my biggest problem with Schwarber, especially in the last couple of, of, of weeks, has been he, he, he plays umpire too much, especially with two strikes. Takes so many goddamn pitches and then wants to complain about them to the umpire. Like, you know, I mean, last night, his first at-bat, you know, Gossman threw four straight fastballs. Four straight fastballs. He should be praying that he gets four straight fastballs. Yep. Run out and kiss Gossman. Instead, he takes strike three basically right down the middle, you know? And, and yeah. I don't know what more you want. Like, stop guessing. Look fastball and adjust for something else. You know, like you should just be sitting fastball. That's what you. I mean, that's what Matt Stairs did for years. You know, just sat, looked for a fastball. And when he got it, he let it fly. Or Schwarber's, you yeah. know, taking too many fastballs. Kind of, kind of that Reese Hoskins syndrome of looking at too many fastballs, which <laughs> drives me up. Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and I agree with everything. You know, he clogs the bases when he gets on. You know, I, I'd rather have him a little down in the, the seven spot. You know, at this point. Cool. So we haven't done this for a few weeks. Uh, we're going to have John take his uh, through. Who's your minor leader of the week this week, John? I got a, for this week, we've got our a number 10 overall prospect, Gabriel Rinconis Jr. Uh, son of a minor league, uh, Mariners minor league pitcher. He was drafted in the third round, uh, 93rd overall in 2022. Uh, corner outfit. They like to put uh, – he's an outfielder, but they like to play him strictly in the corners, and he's kind of limited to left field because he has got a below-average arm. But they're thinking his bat's going to make him rise to the rents. They think he might be the, the next best uh, hitting prospect that we have in the organization. He's solid at the plate. He's got power. He can drive the ball to all parts of the field. Uh, this year he's got a, he's got a two forty five average, uh, 15 home runs, 48 RBIs. Uh, 29 stolen bases, which tells me he's got some speed to him, too. Uh, yeah, uh, they want it. They're looking. Uh, they want to keep him away from that first base uh, designated hitter box for as long as possible. They're trying to, like I said uh, a minute ago, they're try, they he could play corner outfield, but they're trying to keep him in that like left kind of try him in left field for now because of the arm. Like the bat, the, the, his arm's not getting him. Like you know, uh, rises to the rise. It's going to be the bat. But uh, I like what I see from the kid so far. Uh, also, he's a lefty, so I mean, but like if he plays corner outfield and we need enough, I mean, I he's on the blue calls. Right? I, I forgot to mention that too. He's on the Jersey blue calls. My mistake. But um, he's not going to be up for a little bit. But you know, one day we need that corner outfielder to you know get hit for some power. Steal some bases, be nice. So see what the kid could do. Going well, now they're going to have him and Crawford just got moved up, which was yeah. you know a surprise. It was half a season. It's killing it down in Florida State. So that outfield's going to be pretty sweet. You know the speed yeah. there is probably crazy. 50, right. 60, that, 70 stolen bases between the two of those. And that's what I want to mention too. Like I'm happy for all these kids because. We're finally bearing some fruit at these minor league levels, the lower levels. Like, Clearwater's killing it right now. They got, like, 70 wins, the first to 70 wins or 71 wins or something now. And they just promoted, like you said, Crawford. Uh, they promoted a couple guys. I, there's a, been a few guys that got promoted this week, and they're all moving up the ranks. So, like, the Threshers are already great, but now you got some of those guys joining already these pretty good blue calls. A couple of them got moved up the Redding, so Redding's getting better now. I mean, Griff McGarry, the only one that got really moved up to Lehigh was Griff McGarry, so, you know, whatever. That's like a 
Lehigh Valley right now is like a 30 and over beer league, but I mean, we'll, we'll get some of these guys up there soon enough. I'm just glad to see some fruit finally, you know, bearing from the tree that like what Mattingly Jr. and uh, Dombrowski are doing. So let's hope uh, we get some, you know, solid prospects up here in the coming, next couple of years or so. Yeah, I was reading on The Athletic today that the Phillies minor league as a whole is 22 out of 30. And I, I don't know. I just disagree with it because I'm like thinking some of these guys that are out there are like, right. I, I, I don't know if that's true. Atlanta is actually 30th, which is no surprise because, you know, they traded off a bunch of their minor leaguers to get Sean Murphy um, and they've made some moves. And like, Honestly, Atlanta brings some dude up you never heard of, and he hits 300. So I, I don't know how the fuck they do that. But um, I don't know if we're 22. Um, I, I think that there's enough. But, again, like McGarry, he's terrible. Like, he's doing terrible. Right. Like, he's absolutely getting fucking ripped every fucking outing. And Painter's hurt. So, like, now what is there? You're like, all right, all our hoops are unable. Yeah, and he just pitched the other day, McGarry, and it, it was ah. Oh. What was it the, yesterday or the other day? I read real quick stats between him and another pitcher, like the earned run. Like they had two pitchers pitch in the first inning. That's how bad McGarry was. He got blown yeah. out in the first inning. They yeah, he didn't get an out. I think he, had, I think he had seven walks in that first inning. He had, yeah, he it was out. like yeah. I I don't have the exact stats right in front of me, but I I saw it real fast. I'm like, holy crap! Like yeah, yeah he's just getting like like you said, Chris. He's getting rocked at AAA. So yeah. I'm not even looking like I'm not even paying attention to him till next year. Like, let's see what he does down there next year. Please. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he figures it out. Um, yeah. We'll move into our next segment. So we kind of like just put it out there between our group. You know, who's your favorite Philly of all time? And it doesn't have to be like the popular guy. It, it doesn't have to be someone now. Um, it was just who is your favorite Philly and, you know, kind of tell the story. So. I'll go first on this. Um, I, and mine's really odd. Uh, I never saw this guy play. I never saw a full game of this person. Um, but I heard all of the stories uh, from my dad's. Like, this was the guy for him. Um, you know, other than the other guys. So my dad was born in 44 and, you know, 1950 was kind of like that heyday of you know his you know baseball youth uh my guy's robin roberts uh when you look at in the 1900s or 2000s who is a pitcher who is right-handed who is you know known as a philly and as an all-timer there's not really many right because you're kind of looking at you know, Roy Halliday, but he's, he's a blue Jay. He honestly is like, he played there more. He's a blue Jay. And I was already old enough to where I needed a, you know, some type of mentor, someone to look up to, you know, there's Larry Christensen's and other right-handers that were, were good and were here a while, but you know, Robin Roberts stuck out to me. Um, I always wore number 36 uh, because of him. So any team I played for, not soccer, because 36 in soccer is Bush League. Um, I try to get 10, you know, uh, everyone try to get 10 uh, in soccer or like a lower number. Um, but what stood out to me about like, you know, what my dad would tell me about him is, you know, taking the ball every third or fourth day, throwing 300 plus innings, 
you know, throwing strikes, not walking guys. You know, Roberts gave up a ton of home runs, like way more home runs than Nola. Um, but he, he took the ball um, through hard. I didn't throw terribly hard, honestly. Um, but I just liked uh, that he was the type of guy you could count on, um, was a big game pitcher. Uh, and I liked the thought that, you know, it was someone who was like important to my dad um, and, you know, became important to me. And, you know, I was a pitcher. So like, otherwise it's like, you know, you think everyone wanted to be Mike Schmidt or, you know, at some point we all did his, you know, uh, butt wiggle and, you know, how he would uh, swing the bat. Like that was like the thing, but I like when I was playing, I, I never wanted to really hit. I just wanted to pitch. I just, I, I, I have to believe that at some point Robin Roberts went out there when he probably shouldn't have his arm hurt and any, you know, you got Dugan. I know you can say like, if your coach says like, Hey, are you good to throw a couple innings? Fuck yeah. I'm never going to tell you the truth. If you ask me, the answer is always yes. And I think that's part of like, you know, what my dad instilled and what I believe Robin Roberts was now, like I read his books. He has an autobiography. I've like seen a lot of footage, but like, I would have loved to seen a full game of his, you know, and that's something I never, I don't, you know, it's not out there. Um, I've looked for it. I've tried to, um, but Robin Roberts is my guy, uh, right-handed pitcher. I mean, Grover Cleveland, Alexander, I read a lot of books on him too. Another right-hander. Cause you know, I was right-handed. Uh, he liked to drink too. So maybe I should have like been, you know, look to him, but they didn't have numbers back then. So like I, I needed the number too, but it, it was Robin Roberts uh, for me. So John, what do you have? Who's your guy? Uh, my guy early on when I was uh, early on in fandom, when I used to go down to the vet, uh, my guy, I mean, everybody's with Schmidt, obviously it's, it's the best player we had in those bad years of the eighties. But um, I always liked Samwell, but for some reason, when them uh, when that when that next batch came through, I just latched on the path to Bat Barrel. That's my guy, and that's my number five. That's why I love that that Stott wears that because he's one of my new favorites. So it's like him and Stott got the same the same number. That number five, I always said five to stay alive. Like every time, a lot of people, yeah, he struck out of stupid pitches. He did some Hoskins esque things at the plate, but every year. I mean, he's a pretty good, decent field. He sometimes he'd be a butcher out in left field, but way better than Schwarber. Jesus, <laughs> um, he's a pretty decent fielder. Uh, every year you could count on him for about like a hundred RBIs, at least twenty home runs. I was just looking at the stats a minute before we came on his career stats. Every year, but his first year with the Phillies, at least. Now, obviously, his you know he declined when he went to the Rays, you know, a little bit with the Giants, but. Every year but his first year, he had over 20 home runs. I mean, did anything have to do with it that he was called the midnight mayor of Center City and you're the <laughs> mayor I... of, you know, Ashburn Alley? Yeah, I was about to get to that, too. 6'4", <laughs> 235, lady slider. <laughs> uh, an, old, an, old, an old head of mine from uh, the old neighborhood, uh, he used to bartend at McCormick's and Schmitz. He said he would go in there and stay in there. He'd just pick up a different wo woman every, ever, like every after every home game, and just leave with a different chick. He's like, I could never figure it out. But um, I just every for some reason every time I just I loved uh 
his style of play. I loved his walk-up song, actually. Uh, remember Dirty Laundry used to come on? Like, it's by Don Henley. They used to come on like, that, and then I'm like, yeah, let's go. I used to get hyped. Um, but yeah, mine was always Pat Burrell and, uh, Burrell. and uh, he got two rings. He got one here, one in San Fran. So I was happy to see him get one out there, too, when he went out there. I totally... It totally slipped my mind that he was over at Tampa Bay uh, Ray until, like, today. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He spent, like, maybe, what, like a half season there or something like that? Like, I think the next year he got traded to the Giants or something. But uh, that's my guy. Every time I see him play, I always – I had the jersey on. I, I had a sign up at the 700. I'm like, he ain't seeing this sign. I'm drunk. I should just <laughs> – but, I'll um, tell you two stories about Pat Burrell, then, you know, we'll go to Dugan. So, uh, <laughs> and, and Dugan knows this one. So I found a picture of Burrell where he's like, I think he's like shirtless. He's with a couple of girls and he's like at the beach. And I was like, oh, I want to put some pictures up in the DPF garage of like, you know, people that I like that are cool people. And I like showed my wife. I says, what do you think of putting this up? She's like, I don't want to see like bikini girls. And I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, it's Pat Burrell. Like, it's Pat Burrell. Like, yeah, like it was it was totally awesome. Then then the other one was there's a story that Pat Burrell, like maybe it was after McCormick's, he took a young lady home and there was, you know, mirrors in this room. Well, while he was, you know, performing an act with her, he actually broke the mirror high-fiving himself. I don't know <laughs> if this is true, but I heard it was true. Like I could see that. Like he high-fived himself. And broke the fucking mirror. So. It's such a bro moment, like yeah, bro. That's funny. <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I I just don't want to see John in that gimp outfit that uh, that Burl was in. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's what it was. I could, yeah. Yeah, remember that gimp outfit with the black man? Well, we might have a DPF garage Halloween party, and now there I guess the gimp outfit's out the gimp. for you. George shows up as the gimp. What a number oh, five on the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming as Ricky Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess it's my turn. Uh, my guy kind of spanned it. He played 11 years in the majors, nine with the Phillies, kind of started tail end of high school through through the college years. Uh, he was on the team. I, I was primarily a middle infielder uh, my whole playing career, so I always appreciate middle infielders, and I appreciate good defense. And this guy always seemed to play good defense. He hit enough to, to be relevant, and it's uh, Mickey Morandini. I just – I love the way Mickey Morandini played the game. I always felt like he played hard. He hustled. He's always seemed to be in the right spot defensively, made a big play. I mean, I look at some of his stats. He's got the 14th best career fielding percentage all time for second baseman. Um, he, field, he finished number one in fielding percentage in 1998. Um, and, and as far as he was, he was a 267 career hitter, but he had two seasons where he finished in the top tens in singles two seasons in doubles and four seasons where he finished in the top 10 in triples. So he did enough with the bat to keep himself relevant. And he was a major cog in that 93 team with him and, and Mariano Duncan kind of having a, a pretty much a strict platoon at second base, righty lefty. Um, I remember the big game in, in, in LA where he made the diving play in the ninth inning, got a double play, saved Mitch Williams ass uh, in that game. 
Um, he's just a guy that I, I just enjoyed uh, watching play because I always felt like he played the right way. And when the ball was hit to him, you knew it was an out. He, he, he made all the plays. Just a really solid professional baseball player. Uh, and I just love the way Harry said his name. So it was, uh, it was like a match made in heaven, you know. But it, always a fan. Got to run into him, you know, a few times with my girls playing for the Phillies. He's still an ambassador down there, so I got to I got to meet him several times. And, uh, really super nice guy, um, and 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 a, and a pretty good pretty good baseball player. But one of my favorites of all time. Chris, I think he was sent our beer from Von Sam. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent yeah. sure, but I yeah. think he was. So it'd be cool yeah. to see him with that. Yeah, with Morandini, one of the things that stuck out is like if you showed 10 guys in a lineup, I would not pick him as a baseball player, right? And that's the beauty of Mickey Morandini. Yeah. Um, worked harder, uh, and, and I totally agree with that. Where else did he play? I can't remember. He went to the Cubs. He was straight – Philly straight him to the Cubs. He played two okay. years in the Cubs. And then I think he had a little cup of tea with the Blue Jays, you know, like a 35-game run at the end Okay. with the Blue Jays. But primarily nine years with the Phillies, two with the Cubs. Um, okay. Yeah, but he, I, I thought he had a nice career, really nice career. I mean, he was an all-star in 95, um, you know, and, and just, you know, to be in the top 15 all-time feeling percentage is, is pretty special, so. Yeah, I love your guys' picks. I think this was, a, you know, kind of an awesome segment and spoke to it. I'm going to uh, switch over to some comments, and then we're going to um, end the show here. So let me see. Can we do a DPF night at the Phillies and not when Nola plays? So, Christy, this is a great idea, and it's even a better idea that's when not Nola is pitching. Um, I'm down with that, so I don't know uh, if uh, that's an interest. Like, I'd like to kind of see it in the comments, yes or no, um, but maybe we'll post it on the page. But, you know, I, I think that makes sense. I think that would be cool for us uh, to, to be able to do that. Um, what do you so, got to do? You got to get 500 tickets to throw out the, uh, yeah, throw out the first. That pick, would right? be badass. <laughs> like if one of us could throw out the damn first ball, that would be freaking awesome. And I'd love to do it against the Mets. Uh, yeah. just because, uh, Josh always appreciate your support. Love seeing you on here. Got to put the ball in play. Agreed. Garrett, where were you, man? No comments. Like, do we have work tonight? What's the deal? Uh, so I've been listening since the start. Can't comment, though. Helping my son with his homework. Jesus, like pulling at the heartstrings. This dude's like working, watching us, helping homework. Uh, I mean, Dugan and John are pretty smart. Uh, I can hold my own in certain things. If you need some help, DM us. We'll give you, uh, you know, your son or daughter a little, uh, some tips. So. Thanks for tuning in, Garrett. You're awesome. Uh, Jose Hernandez. Uh, not sure where Josh was going with that, but it was a while ago. Uh, so, Doug, what's up, guys? I know Schwarber has been asked this year other than home runs, but that's what he got signed to do. Batting average is low, but it's never been high. He is what he is. He is what he is. Uh, and maybe it's time that, you know, he is what he is somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree, I agree with, you know, he is what he is, but his career average is probably closer to 230. I mean, if yeah. he was just hitting 230, mm -hmm. you know, that's like a 45, 50 point swing from where he's at right now. How much more productive would he be at 230 than he is at 180, whatever, 181? I mean, and that, and that's the thing with all these guys. Romuto's 30, 40 points below his career average. If they were just hitting their average, you know, We'd be right up there with the Braves. 
we'd be right. Yeah. We'd be on the Braves' tails. You know, yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be twelve games back. You know, and it just hit your average. You know. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's depriving the great ladies of the Philadelphia area because I posted on Twitter not too long ago. If he ever hits at least two hundred, I'll run down Broad Street naked, and he just hasn't hit it. So, I mean, come on, Schwarby, help the guy out. <laughs> does Kyle, does Kyle follow you? I mean, are we going to follow no, no. you because of this? Sean? I tried to get, I tried to tag the Phillies. I mean, I don't know if they got them or not, but. <laughs> Uh, bring back Clemens, Jimmy says. I, I, I agree with that. Let's with this yeah. Castro dude, uh, six eight, classic power hitter. Uh, you know, I think that's talking about Burrell. Yeah. Um, Stoddard Bohm should be one or two. I agree with that. I, I think they should be one and two. Um, I yeah. love Bohm as two. He's been clutch. Uh, Rojas up. I'm not there yet. Uh, I yeah, like it. Great. Because he's fast, but I'm not there yet. I like him at nine. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. A second leadoff hitter. Yeah. Um, Nola deserves <laughs> a standing O as much as Joel Hernandez deserves to keep. Yes, Andrew. Well said. Well played. Agreed on that one. Um, they just pulled him back up too. He was in the minors for a little bit in exile. Yeah, how about this? Whit Merrifield chokes up, and now the dude's hitting like three forty. Like I don't know. Barry out, Bonds choke choked up. up. Barry Bonds choked up every at bat yeah. in his career. Yep. Choking yep. up doesn't mean you're weak. You guys need a live studio audience. I'm I'm down with it, Sig. Yeah, I, you you're always welcome here. Um, that would be cool. I think. Uh, we could have, you know, the laugh tracks, but I was worried about today. I was going to do it, and I didn't want, like, tomatoes and rotten lettuce thrown at me when I was singing it first. So we opted out for that. Uh, John, do you think Reese gets resigned? Yes or no? No. And Chris. the only – I think the uh, only reason why is because if this, if this Harper thing works out, I mean, they're – they got to look at it like, why are we going to pay two guys? We just leave Harper there. Casting's doing all right in right field. I mean, I just, I'm just going off of that. I, I don't think they resign them for some reason. Yeah. Dugan. I am. Yes, because I think this offense misses them. I do. I think if Harper's healthy enough to go back out to the outfield next year. You can move Castellanos over to left. Now it's going to push somebody out, yeah. Um, yeah. Rojas or one maybe one of the younger guys. I mean, depending on what you do. I mean, you got you're going to be overcrowded in the outfield a little bit. Um, whatever you got to do, Schwarber's got to stay at DH. Um, yeah. But I think the Phillies are missing that Reese Hoskins bat in their lineup, and I, it may be like a one year show me deal. Give him like a seventeen or eighteen million one year deal and see what he does. Um, but I am on the fence too because I think if Har Harper he hasn't proven that he can play every day at first base yet. Right. He's getting a lot of days off. Um, if that worked, then it might change my mind. If Harper starts playing every day, um, but it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's it's touchy because you get your outfield's kind of crowded right now. So Nancy wants to know what we think happens when Marsh comes up the IL. Well, Cave goes back down. I think that's it's as simple as that. Like that's yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, there's no I, doubt I, about I think, that. I, I get rid of Castro. 
Because Cave's been playing first base when Harper sits. Okay. So you really don't have a backup first base other than Boehm if you're going to play Sosa. I Um, like that, Chris. I mean, you know, Cave off the bench if they need a left-hander. I mean, Castro Castro to me is redundant with – he does the same – he's Sosa. He's Sosa, but he's a switch hitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only only change. And keep Cave around for a left-hander off the bat, you really don't – Castro becomes – Super uh, redundant. Yep. Uh, will Kingery ever get a chance? Slapknots is done. <laughs> he's, I, he's, yeah, it's uh, maybe he'll catch on somewhere. I don't know. I feel like Slapknots is a dude that if I had to pick a team where he's going to end up, it's going to be the Marlins. I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to be a, a Marlin. I can see that. Uh, and, you know, he's he'll play there and he'll play decent. He'll hit like, you know, 270. Uh, hit 10 home runs, get 20 stolen bases, and, you know, he's, he's a Marlin. Uh, or or an A or wherever the hell they're going to be called yeah. or playing. A Royal, um, Kansas City Royal. Yeah, a Royal would be perfect, too. Uh, so Jimmy wants them to send Cave down. Yeah, and, you know, Pache. So we have Pache coming up. We have Marsh coming up. So something's got to give there because – Cave will probably be the guy at that point when Pache comes back. Yeah. Just the numbers game. Yep. Uh, Howard, J-Roll, Utley, you know, didn't see, uh, I guess, you know, Doug, you're a little bit younger than us, but uh, it was, it was awesome. And we probably gave him a lot of grief too, <laughs> um, but he, he was awesome. Um, I was just uh, looking at some stats and I'm going to say something like almost sacrilegious, but I think Nolan Arenado is going to end up with better stats than Schmidt minus the home runs. He already has 10 golden gloves. Uh, his average is, you know, slightly better. The on beach is not as good because of walks, but Nolan Arenado is like a special talent. Um, and I know that was terrible to say, but I just had to, uh, this is like, who's your favorite child. Good point. Schmidt was Jimmy's, and we'll go to Doug. Let me see if we have anyone new on here because I think it's a lot of the. We got Shellhammer from the Skook, so I guess that's Skookle County. Hey, what's up, man? That's cool. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, when did they get the internet up there recently? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're able to get on. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, appreciate you coming on, though, honestly. Uh, so. There's a lot more comments, and I'm going to save some of them for next time because they're probably, you know, important then, too. Uh, I want to go around the room, and what I want to know is how many wins the Phillies end up with. So, John, what are you at? Uh, how many did I have left? Like 41 40, games left. 41. 41 games. You need to get out the fucking abacus. Uh, no, nah, uh, <laughs> I want to say most of them are at home. We have a decent schedule. I might be swinging for defenses here, but like 27, 28 of them. Okay. Closer to 30. Yeah, right around there. Like 20, 28, I'd say 28 of, the, of those 41. That'd be awesome. So that's somewhere I think 95 wins then. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. which is a little higher than I because a few weeks ago we were trying to say it. Uh, I was saying ninety two, but 
I I think if they get it more consistency, I think they could hit that. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, they're playing at home a lot, and they're playing the yeah. Mets a lot. Who they don't give a shit. The Pirates don't give a shit. So who knows? Hopefully the Phils don't play down. Yeah. Dugan, where are you at? I think I got them at 25 more wins, so that'll put them at like 91. And my biggest concern is kind of what you touched on, Chris, earlier about like Walker and and his second half decline. So he he's a worry for me. The other is um, like Lorenzen and Sanchez. Lorenzen's already thrown more innings than he's had at any point in his career. And we're looking at him possibly having six or seven more starts. You know, so you're talking maybe another 35 to 40 innings on top of that. Uh, already a career high. Sanchez, same thing. He's he's over his career high last year between AAA and, and the majors. He threw about 98 innings. He's already at 108. Um, and if they stay on schedule, all five starters will make seven more starts and Nolan will make six if they keep the rotation as, as it goes. So all these guys are looking at, you know, they average five, six innings, you know, a game, 35 to 40-something extra innings um, on top of some career highs. And I think Walker would kind of be right at his career high um, in innings. So it's a concern. The the pitching's a concern. Um, These guys kind of wearing down as the season goes on, especially given Walker's history. The fact that Lorenzen's been primarily a a bullpen guy um, other than a couple of random seasons throughout his career – um, and and Sanchez really, you know, not having that much time in the majors and, and seeing that many consistent starts. So, uh, yeah. but I, I think I think twenty five wins if the offense gets more consistent. I could see John's twenty seven or twenty eight. You know, win win three games, three additional games. But I think they're right in that ninety one win range, which should be good enough for the first wild card. I would think. Yeah, my 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 goal. I think the high end is ninety one. Um, I think they're going to end up at 89. I think 90 is a special number that they just don't hit. Uh, but the most important thing to me is that they end the season on a good note. I don't want to end the season on like this three game lull that just happened with the twins and uh, blue Jays. Like that's just not what we need. I think, you know, we know we're in at some point, if we know we have the first or second place locked in, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for like, kind of like, not playing the, the starting at least the pitchers because like who gives a shit and let's line up one game one and two. Um, Cause hopefully there isn't a game three, but I think, I, I think they're going to end at 89. Um, I just don't want to go out West. I don't want to have to go play the giants and say, no, no, they never no, play no, well no. out there. Never no. play well out there. And you got yeah. three games out there, you, you know, there's no shot at coming home. Um, to try and salvage a series or whatever. So yep. you, you got to play yeah. all three out there and they're, they're bad out there, bad out there. So yeah, that's the thing too. That's the thing too. I don't want what happened last year where um, like I want us to get, secure that first spot because I don't want it to be like last year where we were on the road and I was like, I have a ticket. If they come home, please come home. I want to see a playoff game. Like you're biting your nails, wondering if they're going to lose. And then they finally came home because they played all those road games at the end of the season last year. And then they were on the road to begin the playoffs. And you're like, when the fuck are they coming home? I just want to see yeah. them play at CDP. And then they finally yeah. came. I'm like, shoo. Like, because I, I went to a game in each series. I was lucky enough to see. So I just don't want that to happen either. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Um, 
awesome show. Uh, I want to end it with, you know, one thing we are selling our shirts. Uh, I'm wearing one of them. So it's Philly sports shirts.com. Uh, it's scrolling across the bottom there for people who are uh, viewing the feed. So P H I L L Y sports.com. Any shirts that you buy in August, uh, I'm going to have like, you know, a DPF viewer party. I'm going to pick five random people if you purchased any shirt. So each shirt is an entry. I'm going to do the drawing on September 7th, and it's going to be the September 23rd game against the fucking Mets. Uh, Here, I can't do the alcohol thing. You got to bring your own legalities and whatnots, um, but I'll provide food, um, and I'm looking forward to a good time. So, uh, Grab our shirts. We appreciate your support. Uh, we're going, to, I believe we're going to have uh, in one week on Thursday, we're going to get to double figure. So episode 10, uh, appreciate everyone tuning in, watching, listening, wherever it may be, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, uh, fuck the Mets, fuck Joe Carter. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, have, have a good night, everyone. Good night.